0: All right. Welcome back to another insightful audio adventure. I'm Chris Van Vliet. So good to have you with us. And if you subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is simply called Chris Van Vliet, then you're very familiar with Dr. Bo Hightower and the crack that he served me up in a video towards the end of 2020. Crack as in the the cracks that he did to my back and my neck. He has Almost 1.3 million subscribers on YouTube. More than 356 million views. Man, that's closing in on half a billion views. My goodness. He's worked on Miro, Lana, Bobby Lashley, Brian Cage, Seamus, and countless others. And we talk about how he's actually making more money from YouTube than he is with the chiropractic clinics that he owns. Take a screenshot, share this on social media so that we know that you're getting some crack with us. Tag me, I'm at Chris Van Fleet, and the crack dealer himself, Dr. Bo is at Dr. Bo Hightower. And if you haven't yet, make sure to follow or subscribe wherever you're listening. And if you do that, I will be your best friend. Mm -hmm. Actually, I'll be your best friend forever if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, please. Christopher Derricks left this one that said, five-star pod splash. This is easily one of the best wrestling podcasts at the moment. Chris is a true professional and each interview is really insightful into the world of the guest. You can tell the people getting interviewed genuinely enjoy the conversation and the dialogue flows naturally. I'm hoping to see more wrestlers on the podcast in 2021 and hopefully in-person interviews can return soon. Keep up the good work, CVV. Five-star podcast for sure. Well, thank you, Christopher. Great name as well. Actually, my mom insisted that I be called Christopher like all the time, and she would correct people when they called me Chris. Like My friends would call and be like, hi, is Chris there? And she'd go, no, he's not, but Christopher is. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. My mom and my dad and my sister, Kimberly, and and by the way, she's Kimberly, not Kim. They're the only people that call me Christopher. But if I run into you and you feel like calling me Christopher, I'll answer to it. I'll answer to it. But thank you to Christopher Derricks for that review. I'll continue reading one out on every single episode until we get to 2,000 reviews or until we get to my birthday, May 19th, which is quickly approaching. So let's see which one we can get to first. My guest today is the chiropractor to the stars and just an all-around great guy. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Bo Hightower. Man, we're making this happen. There we go. Thank you so much for joining
1: me. C-V-V, Chris Bevly, back on the show. Got the man with the belt and the silver plaque. I am glad to be with you. Oh, wait, who's doing the interview here?
0: This is amazing. Wow. Dr. <laughs> Bo? I don't know to call if I should call you a chiropractor or I should call you a YouTuber or what I should call you.
1: Yeah, uh, my mom used to call me Rick, and that really confused me as a child. So uh, <laughs> apparently there was uh, some some TV show that she – she liked one of the guys named Rick and she would be like, come here, Rick. And, um, I tried to use that as a nickname in school, but I got sent to the principal's office. Um, so Rick would be fine or, or Dr. Bo either way.
0: Dr. Bo, you were Dr. H for a while. Is that still a thing? I it can be, you know, it just,
1: it varies, you know,
0: you have so many letters after like in your description, in your bio, can you go through and help me? What do all these letters mean? <laughs> what is, what is
1: DN? Uh, Doctor of Napropathic Medicine. Okay. What about DC? That would be Doctor of Chiropractic Medicine.
0: You are a lot of doctors. What about yeah. EP-C?
1: <laughs> certified Exercise Physiologist.
0: My goodness. D-A-A-P-M.
1: diplomate of the American Academy of Pain Management. <laughs> <laughs> CSCS. A certified Trait Conditioning
0: Specialist. I wonder if I can stump you with any of these ones. CES I forget
1: my own credentials Uh, Corrective Exercise Specialist
0: And one more I can't believe how many letters you have after your name But the final one is FMS
1: Functional Movement Screen Specialist
0: My goodness Which one of those are you most proud of?
1: Oh Probably the one you didn't list Which is my master's degree in exercise science Well you didn't list it So I don't mean You know (laughs) So maybe I'm not that proud I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I spent a lot of money. We'll just say that.
0: Yeah. How many years of school did you go through? Uh, Total 16 years of university. 16 years. Yeah. My goodness. Yep. Now, did you know, like when you were growing up, that this is what you wanted to do for a living? No, not at all. What did you think you were going
1: to do? That's a weird question because I feel like we ask kids like, "What you want to do?" and it's like, you know, enjoy your childhood or youth. And it's like five year old, "Hey, I want to be an astronaut." And they're like, right. "Do you understand the rigorous training, the G forces you're going to have to go through, the federal income tax that's going to be going on here? You have a divorce, you've got alimony and spousal support. I mean, this it gets very complicated." So, uh, what did I? I don't know. I think every kid wanted to be a paleontologist, right? I, I mean, every kid likes dinosaurs. That's for
0: sure. But are they real? Ooh, are dinosaurs real? Are you saying they might not be? I don't know. This is the chatter I've been hearing lately. <laughs> I, <laughs> I definitely think dinosaurs look different than how we like have them in Jurassic Park and in museums. Like, I mean, what's this new research that says dinosaurs might have feathers?
1: Yeah, that sounds reasonable.
0: Yeah, it might sound reasonable. I don't know. It's just interesting because when you're a kid, you're right. You're five years old. It's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And every kid's like, a baseball player, a football player. And it's like, okay kid do you realize like the odds of you doing this are so incredibly slim
1: astronaut to president can we give people some reasonable goals you know like yeah. i want to be an accountant yes please it's always accountant why is it always accountant i don't know i mean who's going to help you fight off the irs i mean everybody needs a good accountant i feel like right
0: uh, kids are like little kids are really obsessed with garbage trucks maybe you could be yeah,
1: they really are yeah
0: yeah so, that's interesting.
1: Like, that might be something to grow up and aspire to be. We need to start a movement, man. We need to start a, a blue-collar youth movement. <laughs> Kids, stop what? reaching for stars that you can never reach, unless you're Elon Musk. Don't try to do it. I, I love it. Find something with a pension, PTO, uh, sick leave, maternity leave, maybe paternity leave now. I don't know. Yeah.
0: At what age did you start to go down the path that you're on?
1: Oh, so I guess let's circle back. So uh, yeah, I, um, way back early nineties, you know, I, I was a big football fan, uh, wrestling fan first. And I think a lot of kids were, but then sure. transition to football. So I, first I like the 49ers and probably just cause I'm a bandwagon fan. So I was like really into like Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. And at the time they had a chiropractor that was like you know, showing up on, on network TV or whatever with them. And and they were saying, hey, this guy helps keep me in the game. Um, and then Emmett Smith was saying the same thing. So then when I bandwagon jumped to the Cowboys in the mid 90s, they also had a chiropractor. Um, and, then you you know, Tiger Woods, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and then Franco Colombo was actually a chiropractor. Um, so when I got to high school, you know, I was having some back issues, lifting weights and things like that. And my parents had always gone to a chiropractor whenever they, you know, pinched a nerve or, or had a rib out or something. And so I yeah. would go and I noticed that, you know, I would, I would run faster or, or, you know, have less back pain when I would get adjusted, especially during the season, maybe every couple of weeks, every three weeks. And so that's kind of how I became a patient. Um, and then I played college football. So after college football, uh, I was a biology major originally. Um, so that's my first bachelor's degree. And <laughs> Come to find out, you can't be a biologist with just a bachelor's degree. You need a PhD in biology, and then you still only make sixty grand a year. So, uh, and I wasn't super into anything other than insects. Um, so my my specialization of my undergrad was entomology, and it probably was because I grew up playing Pokemon. So it was like a real life Pokemon collection. You would go catch a you know a beetle, a wood boring beetle, and you would pin it up, and you like got to catch them all. Yeah. um, So I I wanted to like go down that route and they were like, kid, there's no money here. And I was like, well, shoot, Um, what else am I interested in? At the time, I was into bodybuilding after I got out of football. So um, I started thinking about it and I was like, you know, my chiropractor played a lot of golf, seemed to have really long lunch breaks. He knows the human (laughs) body. And I was like, that might be the career path for me. So I started looking at pharmacy, chiropractic and physical therapy. And I had never been to physical therapy. But I'd been to a chiropractor. And I, you know, I I was strongly considering pharmacy, but um, as I was applying through the process, they said ninety-nine percent of the jobs in pharmacy are gonna be in retail. And I just, you know, I, I didn't want to work at a CVS or Walgreens necessarily. I mean, thank God they do, you know, and and they get paid well for it as well. But, you know, to have somebody yelling at me why their medication isn't covered or, you know, they, they want ivermectin for COVID or something like that. And you're like, man, please, that's that's a dog heartworm medication. Uh, I can't give it to you. And to be dealing with that all day, I just didn't want to do it. So um, so I started applying to chiropractic school. I got into Parker University in Dallas and that was in 2007. And I went through that program. Uh, I joined a company in Texas. I worked with some UFC fighters in Dallas and San Antonio, moved to Cincinnati, then moved to Bogota, Colombia, where I worked with their Olympic team for about eight months. And then finally, I moved back to Albuquerque, New Mexico. And then a couple of years after that, I joined Jackson Link MMA, which is where we're broadcasting from right now. So who was the first like big name that you worked on?
0: Because now you're known for working on like, so many huge stars, but who was the first one?
1: Like as far as a fighter or. Sure.
0: Just someone that like outside of like you're just your regular person, like someone who, you know, people might know.
1: Oh, OK. Um, I think my first pro athlete was a, a defensive end named Igor Olshansky, who was on the Cowboys. My first UFC fighter was a man named Shane Roller. And then eventually he brought in a guy named Johnny Hendricks, who's probably was in that first group, the most famous you know, he was a three-time national champion wrestler at Oklahoma State, and ended up being a UFC champion. Um, and you know, almost beat your your boy George Saint Pierre, uh, <laughs> but lost three to two on the cards.
0: I had the pleasure. I don't, can I call it the pleasure of getting adjusted by you? I, I mean, it's it's not very pleasurable when it's happening, but then afterwards it feels good. But what like your techniques seem very different from what other chiropractors do where did this come from for you
1: you know it came from a lot of places like i said as you were listing off um you know i do have a master's degree in exercise science and so when i got through chiro school what i realized was i was really good at diagnostics and you know it's interesting with chiropractors the education is basically a copy model of medical school so you take all these crazy classes immunology you know um geriatrics, pediatrics, OBGYN, you you have to take all these board exams on things that really don't have anything to do with your clinical practice. And you take four parts to the boards, just like medical steps. Um, So one of my criticisms of of chiropractic education is trying to be too much like medical doctors, Mm. despite not having the same scope of practice at all. And unfortunately, through that process, you don't really learn how to treat musculoskeletal conditions all that well because you're too busy, you know, trying to play primary care physician, but without prescription abilities and things like that. So immediately, I realized there were some big holes in my treatment arsenal. And so I started looking for things that would help me. So I took some soft tissue courses. I joined a company, like I said, that did uh, a lot of soft tissue work. And then I ended up pursuing a second doctorate in apropathic medicine, um, which are soft tissue connective specialists. So that blended with the manual work that I already had, plus the rehab ec- uh, education, and then um, you know, meeting some doctors from Holland and from um, Thailand that did some of the hammer and chisel, and basically just always trying to throw out the stuff that doesn't work very well and keep the stuff that does, and by any means necessary, really. So whatever we have to do to use that, whether it's you know, shockwave therapy, lasers, or you know, me hammering you from behind, whatever we have to do to make you feel better.
0: Yeah. Literally hammering me from behind. Yeah. Yeah. I I think people are like very caught off guard when they see you bring out the hammer for the first time, whether that's in person or in your videos, but maybe like, can you explain what
1: you're actually doing with it? Yeah. So it depends on what part of the body. Um, So for example, like upper ribs or sacroiliac joint or humerus, what we're trying to do is get a really specific movement of a very specific bone. So when you do a manual adjustment with your hands, you're sort of just Opening up everything, right? So, when something cracks, when there's multiple cracks, it's multiple joints being opened. Not very specific as far as directional, not very specific as far as separating one segment from another. So, using the hammer and chisel, and and there's other forms that are similar to it, like activator, for example, but the activator, you know, it's like flicking somebody. It's not enough force to actually move anything. So, you know, sometimes you've got to get out the hammer if you want to get the bone to move.
0: Hmm. Are you able to, at this point in your career, look at somebody and go, oh, yeah, this vertebrae is off or this thing in your neck or whatever is off?
1: Yeah, it depends how ripped they are, but yeah. So if they're ripped, it makes it easier? Significantly.
0: Oh. So if someone says like, oh, man, my neck's really hurting, you can look at it and go, "Ah, it's because of this, this, and this.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: I was, I, I was blown away when I said my neck is hurting a little bit on this side. You like touched it and you went, oh yeah, it's your, and then you gave me some scientific term and I went, oh sure. And I nodded like I knew what you were talking about.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Cause like, um, back in the day, some of my, some of my students, I would take them to the mall cause I teach at a school as well. And we would sit there and we would watch people walk by and limp or whatever. And so what they would have to do is guess what was making that person limp. And then we would send somebody up and ask them a question and you would give them five dollars or whatever for their time. Um, but it was super useful for them to be able to see that validation and progress. Like, OK, so you see somebody limping and I would say, oh, yeah, it's the right knee that's making them limp. Um, so just like getting a handle on the biomechanics and how the body moves and how the body moves away from pain and how it compensates. Um, and, and simply how physics works on soft tissue and bones and things like that. Um, it's something that it helps a lot if you have like a history of grappling, for example. So I, you know, I wrestled for 12 years growing up and played college football. And so, you know, watching and feeling bodies move around, I think that was really helpful for my career and, you know, doing some jujitsu as well. Um, but like being able to understand how a body moves in space. And I actually think like video games are super helpful for careers like this, (laughs) just like learning the patterns of how things bounce off of each other and if you push here how a lever moves you know everybody always wants to poo-poo on video games but actually like a lot of their physics engines are so great they're super helpful for careers in the real world because it gets them really used to understanding like what happens when one thing happens to something else Hmm. i feel like you're the right guy to ask about this
0: because of what you do for a living i crack my knuckles like crazy all the time
1: is this bad for me no it's not bad for you so they've actually done studies on this and there was a it was actually one one of them was a singular study it was pretty cool so they they followed a man for like 35 years and in the study they they made him crack his one of his hands every day and not the other one so it was um, what was was that m night Shyamalan movie uh lady in the water where the guy just lifted with one arm remember that (laughs) yeah Yeah. so it was kind of like that but when they looked at his images later on in his life the hand that was cracking the joints was actually the joints were significantly healthier than the one that he didn't. Um, so there's an old wives tale that would cause arthritis or, or whatever. And that doesn't seem to be the case at all based on the data that's out there. Um, in fact, popping them likely it, it stimulates, you know, synovial fluid movement and, and stopping joints from getting fixated probably keeps them healthier long term. What about people that crack their neck all the time? if they, all right, so there is such thing as hypermobility syndrome. So if you crack your neck too much, what can happen is the ligaments get kind of stretched out and then you feel like you always need to crack it. And that can lead to chronic pain. Um, The neck is significantly more complicated than the knuckles. So if they just move their head like that and it cracks, no big deal. But if you start twisting or torquing or things like that, there are, you know, uh, there's joints, there's blood vessels in there, um, you know, that that can be damaged if you're doing too much of it, you know, for most people, it's probably safe. Um, but you know, you're talking one in 5 million, you you might not know you have a predisposed underlying condition and it can be a little risky. Hmm. I
0: I remember in high school, like everyone would crack each other's backs that, you know, you'd left, you'd put your arms like this, you'd cross them over and then the guy would stand behind you and lift you up. Yeah. I love that you laugh at this. How terrible of an idea is this?
1: you know, again, I would say generally it's, there there are worse things you could do. Uh, There is a skill to it. Right. So like, you know, being able to, Uh, yeah, yeah, thousands of those under your belt, you know, it makes a big difference. I mean, I've definitely known people that have knocked ribs out uh, from that, but you know, generally speaking, it's relatively innocuous, but I'm not recommending people do it. Okay.
0: When you grab someone's head, and you turn it off to the side and we get that super loud pop. When you do that for the very first time, was it terrifying?
1: Uh, you mean to you or? No.
0: <laughs> I mean, it was just terrifying to me when it happened, but.
1: I yeah, mean, I felt your terror a little bit. I, I Like
0: when you're grabbing someone's head, isn't it like really scary?
1: I, I guess it is. I mean, it's hard for me to remember. It's been, you know, 13 years or something like that for me. So you know, uh, there, there's a physiological end range that you need to find. And there is a mind muscle connection that goes along with it. Um, it's like swinging a golf club or something like that, that, you know, once you know where it is, it's second nature. So I, and I forgot that, but when I'm teaching students, you know, for them to be able to maintain tension and get the angle right. And obviously it's a neck and a head. So they're, they're pretty concerned. So um, yeah, I mean, you just, when when you start off, you just, Really don't want to hurt anybody and your confidence is really low. Um and ironically, maybe unironically, I don't know. The smartest kids in school always took the longest to be able to adjust well. And the dumbest kids were always like the best. And I, I think that, you know, it, it's like a Dunning Kruger, you don't know what you don't know. So the smartest kids were thinking about all the possibilities that could go wrong and what their torque angles were and how much force to put into this direction. And the dumbest kids were like, give me a nick
0: man well then you must have been i mean it must have been tough for you because you're a member of mensa which is mind-blowing and incredible but what did that
1: did you like having that knowledge help things or did it hurt things i think i was somewhere in the middle i wasn't uh it took me actually i probably wasn't a very good ju- a good adjuster until maybe seven years out of school um, so I don't, I don't think I was great leaving. And again, I said, the, the education isn't great for that. I don't think yeah. even though we have to have, you know, over 500 supervised adjustments with real patients, you know, in outpatient clinic and I had over a thousand, um, and that's after student clinic and all those kind of things. My my first job, we weren't even allowed to adjust the first couple of years I was in practice. So I was only allowed to do soft tissue work. So what little muscle memory I had was gone fairly quickly and, you know, I had to learn and bring it back later on. Um, for me, it was somewhere in between. Like I said, I, it took me a while. Um, having been an athlete, I, I was a little better than some of the nerds, but not as good as like, the like nerds. I said. yeah, I think, I think
0: you kind of are a nerd
1: now. I am a little bit of a nerd. You know, I try You're to make up for it by, uh, you know, growing beards and, you know, putting vegetable soup behind my name and, uh, and watching UFC, yeah, yeah, watching UFC and yeah, pretending to be tough and, you know, yeah. taking these uh, accolades from Miro or, you know, but... <laughs> getting put in the, is the the hurt. No, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, Lashley's version of the Master Lock. It's the hurt uh, the hurt lock.
0: Yeah, the hurt lock. Man, Get, you got kicked by Holly Holm.
1: Yeah, that was real, though. Yeah. I mean, not was... that it's not real, but it was really real. Yeah, that looked like it really hurt. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, yeah, she's a big lady. She's almost five, nine, you know, probably a 60 pounds of muscle, uh, you know, but it was for the million subs. So you got to do what you got to do.
0: Well, you, I mean, at what point did you realize what you were doing would have people interested on YouTube? Blind luck. Really? And you started yeah. your channel like about three ish years ago, right?
1: I mean, I, I started a YouTube channel 14 years ago. Um, you know, 2007 or eight. I didn't really post anything. I I think during one of my master's degrees, I was uploading my uh, squat functional movement videos up on there. And they were there for like six years because I would link to those for the master's program so that people could watch my squat and and criticize how unflexible I am, of course. And uh, so my Instagram kind of took off first. Like historically, what I was doing was sponsoring some of the fighters and saying, hey, look, we'll comp your treatment, we'll sponsor you for a camp, just put us on your shorts, and uh, show us some love on Instagram and Twitter. And so by doing that, that really grew up my Instagram, you know, pretty quickly up to, you know, near 100,000. And so my IG was the first thing to grow. So that would have started in 13, 14, 15, maybe somewhere in there. Sure. And so a a couple of our fighters, you know, had gone to osteopaths in Europe, which are very similar to chiropractors in America. And uh, they wanted to get popped and up until then we hadn't really been adjusting too many of the fighters around here you know generally speaking they need other stuff a lot more because they have more muscular injuries and uh we were like all right film it so we filmed it we threw it up on ig hit the search page over a million views uh another one five hundred thousand six hundred thousand and we're like what the hell is this and it turns out there's like a weird asmr fetish thing with the cracking um, a lot of people are in pain, so they want to watch other people get worked on, And then you add another layer of fighter over the top of it and MMA fans. So we took those stupid phone vertical videos and I just threw them up on YouTube. What do you know? Million views, 3 million views, 5 million views. And so I just happened to be at the very front edge of a weird Cairo YouTube movement. One of the first four or five to put them up who really went gangbusters right off the bat. The algorithm loved us. Um, It was kind of like a Dr. Pimple Popper thing that people would like fall asleep listening to the sounds. Um, And then we were like, hey, if we also add interesting people in here, that would be cool, too. Um, And obviously from IG, we had other pro athletes reaching out to us. And we're like, hey, can we film some of this? Um, And little by little, it just kind of took off, you know, and obviously the algorithms changed, So, you know, every chiropractor in the world now posts all their videos online. So it's super saturated, but I just, like I said, I got lucky being on the front end of it. And I got lucky, I think, by having a lot of like pretty well-known patients right off the bat that were able to kind of catapult me, you know, out ahead of everybody.
0: But the interesting thing is you didn't go into this planning to be a YouTuber. You just made these videos. You're like, oh, wow, people actually like these? Sure, I'll throw them up.
1: Yeah. And then I was like, wait, you could turn on monetization? That would. I, when I learned that, I'm like, well, hold on, you can wait make money? Wait a second. What? You and can make money off I had two or three $10 million videos or 10 million view videos. And I didn't know you could do ads in the middle of the videos. Right. <laughs> so I have $20,000, $30,000 on the table on those videos by not knowing how to do that. Yeah. So And I, again, same thing, you know, I'm 30, what am I, 37 now? I was like, for the last five years, I'm a YouTuber. <laughs> like. You know, the universe always gives you what you're making fun of, I feel like. So I would always talk trash on YouTubers and be like, get a real job, kid. Like, (laughs) you know, like a normal boomer. And then, you know, of course, the universe is like, oh, well, here you go. You should probably eat that crow and then go ahead and take this money.
0: When do you think you crossed over and you became a YouTuber yourself?
1: (sighs) Probably when I got 100,000 subs, you know, it was was was, uh, maybe two years ago. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Went from a
0: hundred thousand two years ago to one point three million now. Yeah. Wow. The algorithm loves you.
1: Yeah, it's a rocket ship, man.
0: <laughs> my goodness. My I I'm just kind of I'm going so slow now. I, mine was a rocket ship at first and then it's kind of flattened
1: off. Yeah, and mine's flattened some, but my flat is still pretty steep. So there was a couple of months where I was getting like eighty thousand subs a month. Um for a while, you know. I think last year we did 250 million views in one year. That's
0: um, insane. So if you got to the point where you're making more off of YouTube than you are from your actual practice? 100 percent That's incredible. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Yeah, between We're, Facebook and YouTube, you know, uh <laughs> I think the combined, and I have three practices. So I'm I'm making more from that than three medical practices. Yeah, so make that I make mean, sense. Think about that. That's amazing. Yeah. Make that what? make sense.
0: <laughs> but it's but it's also so volatile, right? Like if anything oh. changes with YouTube, that could all disappear in a second.
1: Yeah. Some somebody in Palo Alto or wherever could be like, you know, I don't like the way that guy said that comment. Smash your algorithm. They could freeze your channel. I mean, uh, so many people have had their channels either shadow banned or or, or whatever. Um, so, you know, to put all your eggs into that singular basket is it's a risky move.
0: Yeah. What's interesting about your videos is for as many people that love them and binge watch them, you've got a bunch of people that are like, oh, I can't stand to watch that looks so terrifying to me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there's something very visceral about it, obviously. Um, I think as animals, we know to protect our necks. And then, you know, we were preconditioned by Steven Seagal and, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme throughout the 80s. Like, you just walk up and do that and then somebody's dead, which, of course, is not true. But, you know, it's not possible. You- Not possible.
0: Oh, I feel like it, it, and Mortal Kombat has also taught me this is possible.
1: Yeah, it's it's virtually A, impossible to break somebody's neck with your hands like that. Like, in order to break somebody's neck, you'd have to bar over it and like crank it over your arm, almost like a really, really nasty jiu-jitsu choke. And even if you did break a bone, for example, that bone would then also have to move out of place, the the most unlucky direction of all time, and then enter your spinal cord. But even that wouldn't kill you. It would potentially paralyze you Uh unless you like somehow got in there and dragged the bone up into your brain and then it could kill you, I suppose.
0: I feel like I just sat through a medical class lecture. Thank you for that.
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like... uh if you see movies where like bullets are like flying through the water really fast, like that's not possible. Uh, you know, American action movies are like the worst for like gun education. You know, <laughs> you can just, you can stand behind a sheetrock wall and not get shot or like a, a car, like the little flimsy metal. You think that's going to stop a bullet? Like, no. Well, this is why MythBusters have a show. Right. And I think they did all those or didn't they, they've done everything. Yeah, absolutely.
0: But with with you like rising in your popularity with this, like there's been a lot of haters that have come with it too. Like, what do you? Yeah. What's your reaction? Well, what's your reaction to people that like think what you do isn't like legit? Who said that? Well, I guess Joe Rogan's probably the biggest.
1: Wow. I don't know. I'm gonna have to process this. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's comes with the territory, you know. Um, it's funny because people are like, you're not a real doctor, da, 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 I mean, cool, man. Believe what you want. I mean.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast
1: uh, you know, we have patients that, that appreciate what we do. There's plenty of literature out there that supports what we do. Um, you know, and, and things are going to be polarizing, right? Like if we've learned anything in the world anymore, it's, everything's polarizing. Vaccines are polarizing. The earth being around is polarizing. Um, so yeah, I mean, people, this is America or Canada and people are welcome to their opinions on whatever they want. And by all means, they don't have to go get treatment. Um, you know, they can hop under a surgical knife any day they want to. So, That's probably what I would say to that, you know, uh, and, and, you know, if you meet a, uh, Cairo or a physiotherapist or whoever, and they seem like they're a reasonable person, I'd probably give them a, a shot.
0: This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. Now, this isn't a crisis line. This isn't self-help. This is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room with traditional therapy ever again. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com. Com slash Insight. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P H-E-L-P.com, slash Insight and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So the special offer for anybody listening to Insight right now is 10% off your first month. Just go to BetterHelp.com slash Insight. That's insight. You've changed a lot of people's lives, right? You've improved the quality of life for, I mean, a number of
1: your patients. Sure. I mean, we, we can delay surgeries 10, 15 years. We can avoid surgeries for people that have been told that they have to have surgery and then we completely fix them and they don't have any pain anymore. Um, you know, and, and our UFC fighters are a good testament to that. I think we've had three injury pullouts in five years. Uh, out of jackson week mma um so we our fighters don't generally pull out of fights because we keep them healthy um you know the injury bug was going around before and people were pulling out left and right um they sort of copied our model now a lot of the gyms were like hey we need to have pts in office you know getting our hands on these guys first to make sure they don't pull out of fights um but honestly it's it's kind of crazy with this whole COVID thing because like i've probably gotten maybe 500 messages of people because obviously I'm a big proponent of getting vaccinated. Uh, The science is clear. They're safe. They're effective for everybody out there that hates vaccines. I know you're more mad about me getting vaccinated than even being a chiropractor, which I never thought I would see that. Uh, But but if you can get it, get it done. But honestly, that itself, you know, if we could, if I personally save, 10 lives just from that, that's actually bigger to me in my career than all the people that I've helped get out of pain, you know, and all those other things. Because in my career, I'm not really life saving, right? We're improving lives, we're making people feel better. You know, a couple people we've had that we fixed that might have been suicidal. Those are also really huge to me, obviously. Um, But like, I have so much respect for these frontline workers and nurses and, you know, emergency room doctors that are saving people, especially during this pandemic.
0: Well, let's talk about the vaccine. What were your side effects? I have not been vaccinated. I'm not eligible yet, but you are fully vaccinated now.
1: Sure. So the first one, um, so I had the Moderna vaccine. The first one, uh, was just arm soreness for about 24 hours. Um, nothing too bad at all. Uh, the second one I had about five weeks later and, uh, I had it at 10 AM. So I had patients all that day and I got kind of cocky, right? I was like, Oh, everything's fine. And, uh, by about 10 PM that night, I started getting chills. Uh, teeth chattering and all that stuff so i started developing a fever um so I took some ibuprofen kicked that but the next day was super tired you know i felt really really hung over like i've been you know drinking canadian dry or whatever all night oh that's ginger ale uh <laughs> Bolson, yeah i was trying to you know there I you appreciate go appreciate it I was i've trying, lived in man. america
0: long enough i know your beer's
1: I was trying. Uh, Yeah, but super hungover feelings. We had to move for my patients the next day. So that lasted for about 48 hours, and that's been about it. Um, You know, the thing about mRNA, it should clear your body in 24 hours. Uh, What people don't realize is all it does, it's a little message. Your body always makes mRNA, by the way. It's not some random thing. Every protein that your body makes uses mRNA to do so. And the coronavirus would also use mRNA to make more copies of itself while causing inflammation. So all those messages do, they take something called a ribosome and transfer RNA, they grab your amino acids, they put them together and make something called a protein. In this case, it's coded for a protein called the spike protein. The spike protein is then recognized by your immune system, which then if you are exposed to coronavirus later, it recognizes immediately your body fights it off and it keeps you from getting ill and transferring on the virus. So it doesn't have nanotechnology, nanobots, Bill Gates isn't trying to kill you. Literally, guys, scientists and public health are just trying to save your life so they can get your votes, so they can, you know, keep their jobs. There's not a grand conspiracy. We just need to get out of this. This has been a really terrible thing for all of humanity. Uh, you know, if you're into combat sports or wrestling, they're not touring to your cities anymore. And if you want to get back to that life, one of the only ways out of that is going to be by all of us getting vaccinated.
0: I think there's a bunch of people that are like, I'm not going to get vaccinated because everybody else is. And then all oh, we'll, just, we'll just have herd, Im- herd, Im- herd immunity.
1: Yeah. And we might get there, but, you know, it's the same thing. It doesn't take a lot of people to get it started again, you know? So, you know, the the people in California that don't want to get their kids measles infections, or excuse me, vaccinations, it's all fun and games until your kid is dead. And, you know, people forget because we haven't had these diseases for so long, but it's it's miracles of modern medicine that keep kids from dying now because we did come up with this amazing technology years ago. And all of this is fairly new. People are like, oh, you know, brand new. Guys, penicillin wasn't even around until 1947. So before that, you would scratch your arm and die of a blood infection. So, you know, we're always making advancement. We're always solving problems. Uh, we were faced with one of the biggest challenges humans have had in a long time. And all of the brightest minds, scientists, you know, healthcare workers have all spent hours and hours of blood sweat and tears to try to get us out of that so you know do your part we are a community we are a society you know if you're going to say i'm not part of this society then keep the same energy don't drive on the roads you know get your own food don't (laughs) use water don't use wi-fi don't use the the, the cell phone some asian kid made so you can comment on our posts and tell us how dumb we are for getting vaccines because you're too individualistic you know to use any of that
0: yeah you've made so many people online angry I looked at a few of the comments and I went, I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. Yep. People are just like, (laughs) just the fact that you even like said that you got vaccinated, people were just so mad.
1: Sure. And, uh, you know, again, I believe in, I do believe in medical freedom, right? I think it's your body, your choice. Um, But I think you should also have an educated idea going into it. You shouldn't be swayed by conspiracy theorists online. If you have reasonable suspicion, I mean, I understand, like I understand Just like we were talking about, there's something visceral about your neck being cracked. There's something visceral about a needle going into your arm. Sure. You know, it's it's similar to a snake bite or a bee sting. I mean, just on a visceral level, it's something your body is opposed to. It doesn't primally want. Um, So we're taking those fears and then we try to justify them. And then we get a group of people at Facebook University that also agree with us. um, You know, (laughs) Facebook University. I love it.
0: Has this last year with coronavirus helped or hurt? your business is like in terms of the practices and then also your job as a YouTuber.
1: Yeah, I mean, our, our business dropped a little bit early on. Luckily, we've been able to stay open. You know, we're wearing face coverings and we take temperature and all that stuff. So a lot of folks clearly weren't gonna come in. We're a hands-on practice. So we had a couple of down months in March and April. Um, and then again, in November, New Mexico shut down again in November. So even though we were open, a lot of people thought that the entire state was closed. So we we slowed a little bit. But overall, not bad, all things considered. So, you know, we, you know our staff has been amazing. They've done everything possible to keep our patients safe. Um, and all our doctors have done a great job of keeping people feeling good throughout this whole thing, too, especially everybody working from home, dealing with neck and back pain. Um, the YouTube thing has been a little interesting because obviously there are people that you know, we try to feel them out. We try to get tested before we shoot videos and things like that. Um, but you know, videos aren't gonna be great wearing face coverings. So we always wanna be respectful of people and make sure that they're comfortable with those things. You know, same thing, like I said, try to get tested the day or two days before so that we know everybody's, you know, relatively safe. Um, but sure, we've had folks that didn't want to do that until, you know, the, the the orders are over. And travel's been a little restricted too. There's a lot less flights. You know, same thing. We want to get tested to make sure we're not carrying it to another state. Um, So, uh, yeah, it's been a little bit bit tricky. But all in all, you know, can't complain. We've done the best we could.
0: So what does your schedule look like when you balance, like, being in the practice and then being on the road making YouTube videos?
1: So typically what we'll do is once a month, once every two months, we'll go hit a, you know, a a big city. And I'll kind of have a list of people who have reached out to me you know, wanting treatment. And, and, you know, 99% of them have reached out to me every once in a while, we just get connected through somebody else and they want to, you know, come through and do some, some work. So we'll, we'll collect eight to 10 videos during that time. Uh, you know, my wife comes with me, my beautiful wife, thank you so much Lice for going on this ride with me. Um, and she, you know, she'll film and then she'll edit those videos and we'll put them up every week or two weeks. Um, you know, kind of until we run out of content again, And it's been tricky. So for our own home office, it's been tricky because in New Mexico, we do have a face mask mandate. So we're not going to film here without face coverings. But in Florida or Tennessee or some of these states where it's legal, you know, we're going to follow the rules. Um, So we haven't been able to shoot a ton here. We've had to have the tarps up for the gym, you know, because obviously those fighters are still going to train. So, you know, we, we take a week, we go do that stuff, we come back and then I just go back to work, my regular job for three or four weeks. Um, uh, you know, I work, I treat patients five days a week, you know, and I teach, you know, in another city every week and, uh, yeah, just grind it out, man. I don't know if everybody realizes that your wife
0: is also like very famous. At what point did you overtake her in your fame and in, in, in your mutual fame, I guess?
1: Well, I don't think I have, you know, she I has almost a million a followers on Instagram. Yeah. She used to have more than a million. So she's actually backtracked since she's been married to me. <laughs> <laughs> So I think guys realizing that they don't really have a shot with her anymore, like unfollow. Uh, yeah. So, you know, she's uh, she's been a fitness influencer for you know a decade now. Um, so when we when I when we first started dating, I think she had a million and I have like 80,000 on IG. Um, oh, So you gained a whole bunch from her. Yeah, I probably pilfered a bunch of, of clout off of her. Uh, clout shrouded off of my wife. Yeah. How did you guys meet? Uh, well, actually, originally, nine, eight, nine years ago one of my rehab techs, his girlfriend at the time was a pro bikini model. So they had the same sponsor and she had like these really debilitating headaches. And, um, she was like, you have to go see this guy. And I was actually about to leave town and move. And I came in, treated her one time, fixed her headaches. And like a year later we bumped into each other, like, I don't know, like a a charity event. And actually I didn't recognize her because she came in like super dressed down that day, trying not to get attention. And she was like, Hey, remember you? you fixed my headaches like a year ago. And I was like, this beautiful woman here i'm like maybe i did i don't know if she's confusing me for somebody else but i'm gonna go with it sure (laughs) Uh, so we started talking and we started you know kind of flirting on the internet and stuff and next thing you know i was like hey would you like to go out on a date with me and uh ever since then it's been a wrap wow i watched your beautiful wedding video that was in miami right i appreciate that yeah it was key biscayne yes i I lived in that area nice Yeah, we were actually uh, supposed to be in the Bahamas, but uh, Hurricane Dorian decided to destroy the Bahamas. And so we ended up not going there and we just audibled and did it right there on the beach. So we just, we hired a driver and hired a a, a pastor that day and we just went for it. Oh, wow.
0: You know, one of the top comments on all of your videos is, I want Dr. Bo to work on me. Is that a thing? Can someone actually come to Albuquerque and have you work on them?
1: Well, not during the pandemic, but typically, yes. Uh, so we're not taking any new patients till our governor lifts our health order, okay. uh, simply because we're required to have our you know quarantine and we, you know, we, we just can't have people coming to the office randomly like that. But yeah, once the health order is over, yeah, we take new patients. We have people fly in from all over the world, you know, Saudi Arabia, you know, Canada, you, you name it. Um, yeah. And they just come in like a regular patient, spend an hour with us. A lot of people will come for a week. See us three or four times, get themselves all sorted out. We teach them how to take care of themselves, give them correct exercises, and uh, yeah. So we we treat ninety nine point nine percent regular people. Is this covered by insurance? We are a cash only practice, but some folks can uh, submit it and get reimbursed themselves. Um, so we just you know, it's not worth the hassle for us. So yeah, I mean, they could use their FSA cards or HSA cards or things like that. But yeah, we we don't uh, we don't process insurance.
0: Who's at the very top of the celebrity list of someone that you want to work on and that would make a great YouTube video with? Well, I
1: already worked on you, so I think I already reached the mountain. I
0: think this interview's Uh, over. Get out of
1: here. (laughs) He's done with me. I don't know, man. (laughs) Uh, Whoever. I mean, I... I I don't know. It's a good question. You
0: haven't worked on Conor McGregor, right? No. That would obviously be an incredible video that would probably
1: break the internet uh, that might what about a former, like to, former president I would actually like to work with uh, with Khabib that would be kind of cool you know uh, khabib uh, yeah. what about a former president depends which one
0: yeah i guess so yeah but there's something there's many to choose
1: from yeah and uh you know i would i, I don't discriminate like you know to me it's an honor regardless of who it is uh, but obviously in today's political climate uh I'm not, I'm not going to pick names or whoever, just whoever you want to imagine I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> half your audience is going to be like, unsubscribe. How dare you help that person? Disgusting. Ah, how could you help somebody in back pain? I voted for the other guy. Well, if they're still watching after learning that you had a vaccination. Oh, yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not a real doctor. And, you know, <laughs> all of this. <laughs> oh, and I'm friends with, uh, friends with John Jones. You know, so that's another one that's not uh, very friendly. What about uh, maybe maybe you could work on Dana White?
0: Yeah. Hmm. Mm. What's been the biggest video that you that you did? Actually, I think it was like 12 million views, right?
1: Yeah, I've had about three or four right in that that little window, eleven, twelve. So I think it's just a random video, man. It's just one, a couple fighters uh, from the gym. One is in the UFC, uh, Yannick, that's Sky, but yeah, twelve twelve million. And then we had a barber video, which was super random. My boy Juice down in Miami. And that one's almost caught it now at that point. It's almost $12 million, Just man, a barber getting worked on. Super random, you know. So some of you think you're going to hit big and some you, you don't know. And that's you know, the, the luck of the draw. Like, of well, the that's, algorithm.
0: that's the beauty of YouTube. I mean, yeah. I deal with that all you know? the time. When you're getting ready to, to work on somebody, is there something that you're like, oh, man, I know that – this particular movement is going to be very satisfying
1: yeah yeah for sure
0: which one is it
1: i mean it's it's when you have a thin person um and you're doing the side posture for the lower back because you know it's gonna be oh so crispy
0: (laughs) what's the one where you was where my friend zeus held my feet and then you grabbed my neck underneath and pulled up what was that
1: that's a decompression adjustment, or a Y vertical traction adjustment. So it it decompresses the spine. So it gets in between the bones and the vertebrae. Where the sideways ones are rotational, they clear the facet joints. That one clears what's called the intervertebral joints.
0: Again, you're just—I—I I don't. I'm just going to smile and nod. Oh yeah, for sure. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah.
1: Which it, uh, all the weight that's crushing you down, it creates some space. How often would you recommend that people get these kinds of adjustments? So that's where I differ a little bit from other people's. We don't treat people not in pain, generally speaking. So if somebody wants to come in for wellness, I actually won't treat them. Um, Mm. You know, we, we, we treat symptoms here. You know, we could show them some stretches and exercises, but uh, I generally don't do wellness plans or things like that. So I'm a little different. I know a lot of chiros do that. I I don't, I would rather people learn how to take care of themselves and not rely on me. Um, You know, by, by learning the right stretches, the right strengthening exercises, um, to take care of themselves. And then we're here in a pinch if they absolutely need us. What would you say are a
0: few things that people can do right now without coming to see you that mm-hmm. can help relieve some pain?
1: Uh, for one, go for a 10-minute walk. You know, okay. that's, that's money in the bank right there. Uh, and You can pull it out and get a title shot at any time. Um, <laughs> there
0: it is. You're the champ, actually, after the video champ. that we did.
1: CVV champ. Uh, You know, just uh, foam roll your legs, get a lacrosse ball, get it on your shoulder blades. You know, those things, you know, stretch, just your basic PE stretches, man. Stretch five minutes before you go to bed, stretch your hamstrings, quads, hips. You know, you'll be happy with how well you sleep.
0: I know that I have a handful of videos that people always go, oh, I didn't find out about you until this one. Uh And for me with you, it was you working on Ryback. What's the big video that most people go? I didn't learn about you. I didn't subscribe to you until I saw.
1: Yeah, the barber one is a is a big one. You know mm. the crazy barbershop therapy. So my boy Juice, he's actually the barber for the Marlins. So it's not like he's a nobody. He has his own trading card. So he's he's kind of he's kind and of a isn't big his barbershop
0: barber underneath the stadium.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So he's a big shot, actually. Uh, That's a big one. You know, what else? couple of the Frozen Shoulder videos from way back in the day. And, then you know, people are a big, huge fan of the wrestler videos, obviously. So a lot of videos got six million views. Bobby Lashley's got five million. Ryback's got four or five. You know, Miro's got three or four. So, you know, virtually all the wrestling videos we've done, you know, Cage is on the way up. Melissa Santos is on the way up. All of those ones have been gangbusters. Um, so, you know, wrestling fans are are. Devin, huge for my channel, actually. Well,
0: I I mean, I learned this from my videos, is people want to see just a different side of the wrestlers. They're so used to seeing what they see on Raw or SmackDown or Dynamite. And when you see something different, like especially, you know, you're literally hammering Bobby Lashley from behind. I think people go, oh, wow, that's, I've never seen that before.
1: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's been a cool crossover and, and you know, the fan base is huge. So uh, obviously getting my licks in and, and starting out with UFC and, you know, we had some basketball players and football players and, and things like that. But nothing really has seemed to get my channel going like wrestlers. Who
0: did you work on or work with that, like, was screaming way more than you expected
1: other than me? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's kind of what I expect for the most part. You know, the. the... <laughs> but i think the famous yelling one is the diego sanchez video where i'm working on his it band i mean that one is just memeable material all the way around so that one was pretty awesome um we have one of this lady named dr scream she's a medical doctor and she just she lets it all out so if you guys haven't seen that one she's highly entertaining
0: well, i think the thing with the ufc fighters is people aren't used to seeing them like show vulnerable. any sort of yeah yeah they're not yeah they're not being vulnerable so like you're with like one thumb or one finger, like making them scream like crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's interesting when you see that with Tim Kennedy or, you know, John Dodson or, or Diego Sanchez or Carlos Condit. And, and also that they could kill me. So it's like, you know, it's like poking an alligator or something that like at any second, this guy might just snatch up his neck or head kick him or, you know, whatever. So it's, it's interesting seeing that, that this is, you know, monster right here on the table could just snap me in half and then they choose not to.
0: I was blown away when I shook your hand for the first time because it's like shaking a catcher's mitt. Like your hand is like so meaty and muscular. Like I didn't know hands could be muscular, but yours are.
1: <laughs> That's funny. Like uh, my wife calls them meat paws, you know. <laughs> That's it. That is accurate. It's like, yeah, like I don't know. That thing yeah. So it's gotten kind of thick over the years. So yeah, just from, you know, working, squeezing people, 10, 15 people a day, you know, the muscles in my hands have gotten really thick and big and, you know, it's a, it's a side effect.
0: Didn't you show me that you can't like physically close your hand in on itself?
1: Yeah. I can't make a tight fist all the way. Cause like my thumb <laughs> muscles are like, so I can't get my knuckles down all the way. And then I can't bring my thumb all the way across my palm. Cause they're just hands. Yeah. Pretty weird. Didn't see that coming in life.
0: No, obviously what you've done with your YouTube channel is because of the occupation that you've chosen. But if somebody's watching this or listening to this right now and they want to jumpstart their YouTube channel, what kind of just general advice do you have for them?
1: I would say, you know, uh, obviously YouTube wants you to be in a niche. So find whatever niche that is, be consistent, right? Make sure your thumbnail game is on point, you know, pretty big, pretty big deal. Um, Give the people what they want, not what you want to give them. I know people will always say, just do what you want, do what you want. No, no, no. At the end of the day, if YouTube is here, we're entertaining, right? So if people are giving you this feedback that this content that you're creating isn't great and you want to grow, you're going to need to give them what they want. You can even sprinkle in the stuff that you want to give them amidst there, but you'll get more views on your stuff if you give them what they want. So just mm-hmm. like in anything, you, know, you need to offer value to other people. Collabs are great, you know, so if you have other YouTubers that want to help collab with you and help grow your channel, it helps a lot. Uh, And honestly, a lot of it's just getting lucky. (laughs) What, What have
0: you learned from making videos where you go, I like this, but YouTube doesn't seem to like this very much?
1: Oof. Well, some of it's CPM, you know, thumbnails you think are okay. They have like a, a nipple targeter. for So I figured like guys with no shirts on would still make good CPM, but they don't, um, you know. So you're trying to find a thumbnail that will get enough clicks, but not enough to where it decreases your CPM. So that's interesting. Also with me, I don't actually watch any of my videos. So my wife edits that. them, you know, so uh, I'm like, I'm sure it's great. Let's put it up. And then, you know, and I furiously scan the, the numbers and try to find the patterns of which videos are doing well uh so yeah i mean just uh trying to figure out what the new algorithm is doing this month is is the name of the game i can't believe it searches for nipples (laughs) it's very complex
0: i i never would have expected that
1: and i'm going to help you right now with this video i'm going to say invest in your health your health is wealth you know your stocks will go up uh this youtube video is gold um you know we'll find a little (laughs) bit of I'm a little silver-tongued right now. Uh, Make sure that uh, your portfolio is full. Oh, I Uh, smell, yeah.
0: The the CPMs in the financial sector are just massive.
1: Yeah. So if you want to finance your future with this (laughs) transcript, make sure to give Chris all the money and cryptocurrency and Bitcoins and Tesla stock and GameStop stock. Please, transcript, give him all the money. Oh, man, I wonder if this will work. I think so.
0: Yeah. GameStop, Tesla, gold, silver, just all the buzzwords.
1: Exactly. Yep. Lamborghini, uh, Rolex. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Their CPMs are like four, five, ten times what mine
1: are. Mine too. That's just crazy. And Car videos too, man. Car videos are gangbusters.
0: Well, it's because the advertisers are willing to pay. Yep.
1: I get video game ads on mine. Lords Mobile, you know, and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, great.
0: Yeah, I do too. Yeah. 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 We're just scraping the bottom of the barrel with our wrestling <laughs> yeah, right. fans, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's how it works. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I'm pretty sure that's how it works.
0: Do you have some big names coming up that we can keep an eye out for?
1: Well, I don't know. We went back and we met up with, uh, we just put out one other Sheamus. Um, so we met up with our boy Miro and, and we did another with Lana that should be coming out. Did you do uh, Sheamus in Nashville? We did Seamus in Nashville. Yep. Yeah. He's, I mean,
0: he's a mass, massive YouTube star in his own right. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. He's got 800,000 or something. The Celtic warrior workouts. Shout out to him. Shout out to Tubi Miro TV. Shout out to Ryback TV. Also CJ Perry. Make sure you subscribe to all other channels. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know any, any other ones that I can drop that, you know, I hate to do that because then if something goes wrong and the video is right. corrupted or whatever, but we got some good ones coming.
0: Yeah. I, uh, you see it behind me here, be great, be grateful. And I think that if you can be grateful, you'll live a great life. So towards the end of the, every interview, I ask my guests, what are three things that you're grateful for in your life?
1: I'm grateful to a, be healthy enough to have a good life. Um, you know, not everybody's so lucky. A great life. A great life. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, uh, boy, I'm grateful for my family for always supporting me and, and, you know, giving me both roots and wings. So I always had support and opportunities. Mm, Uh, I like that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm grateful for my wife for uh, always keeping my ego in check and letting me know all the things I'm doing wrong, but also supporting me. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm really grateful for everything. I just, I'm grateful for abundance. I'm grateful to be born in a country where you can succeed. I'm grateful to be able to have the technology to reach out to people like you and everybody else out there. I'm grateful to have the opportunity to help people feel better in their lives. I mean, really, I kind of live in that state of gratitude every day as well. You know, a lot of times I just pinch myself. I'm like, I'm just, you know, I'm so lucky in the history of humanity to be born in this time, in this place, you know, and given the opportunities I've had. So literally everything.
0: That was a lot. That was definitely more than three, and I love it. I
1: like You can keep them coming if you want.
0: I love <laughs> it. Thank you for always being so kind to me. Thank you for the incredible adjustment that you gave me. And thank you for your time here. It was just, like, great learning your whole story.
1: It's awesome. Thanks for having me on. No, i, was just I, I can get down with the, the C, B, B.
0: Well, there you have it, my friends. Thanks for being with us on this one. And a huge thank you to Dr. Bo for the great An insightful conversation. I'm sure you know somebody who loves Dr. Bo's videos, so share this episode with them. And if you haven't seen his videos and now you've listened to this interview, oh my god, you're definitely gonna want to watch now. I think the one where he adjusts me is both extremely loud and extremely entertaining. So maybe start with that one and then you'll just you'll go down this rabbit hole. You'll see exactly what I mean. But just type in both of our names on YouTube and you'll find it. Mark Twain always had such wise words, so I'm going to leave you with this one to ponder. 20 years from now, you'll be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than by the ones you did do. Be great. Be grateful. We will see you on the next one for some more insight. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.